Welcome to this week's Open View podcast, where you can hear this week's news on the wheat, malting barley, oilseed rape and pulses markets, and also find out their latest prices. Starting with wheat and the headlines, StatsCan lowers Canadian wheat production, China's reported to have bought French feed wheat, and early US maize yields disappoint. Another USDA monthly report is now behind us, and to sum up, it was not as bearish as the bears would have hoped for. Most of the expected changes to the global wheat and maize balance sheets were made and therefore were largely priced into the market. Whether the expectation matches the reality, however, is another debate altogether. The much-debated U.S. maize yield and area resulted in the USDA increasing the area by 600,000 acres, less than expected. But more surprisingly, they increased the yield, having dropped it last month. The irony is that early anecdotal reports are that yields in the east, which were expected to make up for drought-stressed crops in the west, are disappointing due to disease. The USDA are also still overstating the Brazilian maize crop, which will push more demand their way and the combination of a lower US crop and additional export demand will necessitate demand rationing, which can only be achieved by higher prices. Global milling wheat availability continues to shrink, with Canada lowering their production by another 1.2 million metric tonnes, with potential for more cuts to come. Reports of Russian spring wheat abandonment and the French Agmin reporting only 32% of their crop, making 76 kilos and a drop of 600k in their crop size. On a brighter note for the French, it is reported that earlier sales to China have been renegotiated down to 75 kilos from 77 kilos and that they have sold an additional, as yet unspecified, amount of feed wheat to China who appear to be showing fresh interest following the recent drop in prices. The wider markets still caution against economic slowdowns, inflation, ergo higher interest rates, the Covid variant spread and its impact on demand. However, recent increased demand from major importers who have left themselves largely uncovered and which is still understated by the USDA would appear to contradict this argument. Perhaps more worryingly, new crop plantings across Europe and in South America have not got off to the best start due to dry soils, which is a growing concern. Malting barley headlines this week. The UK market remains supported. Quality is being maintained so far and EU production volume and quality reviewed. UK markets continue to see support from good free onboard values, which are keeping domestic consumers on their toes. With European crops coming in below expectations, buyers there have continued to make inquiries for UK produce. This has helped to maintain values, albeit with some variants across the country and in line with a slightly firmer British pound. With focus on finishing off harvest and groundwork front and centre for growers at present, we continue to see a steady flow of samples coming through the lab with results holding up well. Nearby movement slots are being booked at pace for those looking to make use of the MAGB terms that domestic maltsters offer. Please speak with your Openfield Farm business manager for the latest news and values. On to oil seeds and this week's headlines. Well, values see gains. Canada crop much lower than expected and China still has good demand. 
Markets continue to move higher, with futures moving again to contract highs. Domestic crush values have followed the futures higher, with the fundamentals unchanged. Data released this week have seen the StatsCan report reveal a canola crop of 12.8 million tonnes, which was nearly 2 million tonnes below the August number and 1 million tonnes below expectations. Their stock levels were also lower. This was balanced out with talk that Australia's crop will be close to a record 5 million tonnes and hence should be able to mop up some of the export homes that Canada would usually serve. However, the Canadian crop news will linger over the market. US soybeans shrugged off news that China had cancelled a number of cargo purchases, with traders pointing to the fact that China replaced these with cargoes from Brazil for the nearby positions, and at a significant premium, which suggests that China still has good demand, and this increases the likelihood of them revisiting the US market as loading capacity increases with repairs to export facilities being completed. For now, Storm Nicholas, downgraded from its brief spell as a hurricane, has brought very heavy rainfall but not caused any additional damage. Pulses, firstly beans, well parcels are now coming forward at pace, with many unable to condition them to contract specs and hence needing specific homes for movement. These are being rapidly filled. Consumers are concentrating on the spot positions on the basis that now harvest is well underway, with some variable yields being reported, the volume of product coming forward will weigh on values in the deferred positions. And peas, again, harvest is well underway, with samples reflecting some good quality available for the market. And fertiliser? Well, the international market activity in fertiliser is starting to build, with demand improving as buyers accept firmer prices. Urea increases due to flooding following Hurricane Ida, causing production outages and India's next tender to be announced. Uncertainty around potash supply from Belarus continues to overshadow the market. And on the domestic market, imported products remain in tight supply and energy and freight costs continue to contribute to higher prices. And finally, the Grain and Pulses price indicator, starting with feed wheat for November, 180 to 186 pounds, May, 186 to 192. Feed barley for November, 170 to 176, May, 176 to 181. Oilseed rape for November, 495 to 505x. Price for May, available on application. And finally, beans for November, 220 to 225x. And the price for May, again, available on application. Thanks for listening. To find out more or to get our OpenView email, please speak to your regular OpenField contact or email us at communications at openfield.co.uk.